This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them, Locked On sends you. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to this Locked On Florida Panthers fan series. This is Locked On Florida Panthers series number seven. This is a series throughout the summer that we're doing right before training camp starts where we get to introduce some of the Florida Panther fans along the Florida Panthers landscape for those listening, let me introduce myself. My name is Armando Velez. I'm from pantherparkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Mondoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. You can follow the national show Locked On NHL anywhere you listen to podcasts and on Twitter at Locked On NHL Pods and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. Well, they'll be covering all the offseason topics around the National Hockey League and the Crosscheck NHL show is bringing on each of the local experts to talk about their individual teams throughout the summer, right before training camp starts. So in this episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers fan series, number seven, we have South Florida native from the 954, Thomas Wareham. Thomas, how are you, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Amanda? I'm doing well. It's a... it's a little bit of a stormy day on this day that we're recording here in Orlando. So a perfect day to like really stay inside and really a good day for uh, you and I to be uh, recording, recording this uh, fan series episode as you know, no, nothing on else on the schedule tonight, except to re- record this show with you, man. Yeah, I agree. So thanks again for having me. Absolutely. So tell, tell us more about like where you're from. Um, I was born and raised here in South Florida. Actually, my family moved down here in the mid to late 60s from Queens, New York. Mm-hmm. And um, when they moved down here, there was pretty much nothing here, really. Um, South Florida was still kind of, uh, you know, a, a still growing um, city and area. And um but yeah, I've lived here my whole life. Um, I grew up uh, actually playing hockey. And, um, you know, I can get into a little bit of that on how I got into that, if you want. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get into a, a little bit of that later in the show. So your parents uh, moved down here in the 60s. So the New York Islanders weren't even a thing yet on on geographically wrong long island even though new yorkers say it's not long island the, the metropolis the rangers were still around so did they uh did they uh grow up new york new york ranger fans um you know i'm not sure but um i know my dad would tell me stories they used to sneak into uh you know the old um uh, New York Mets uh, baseball field and they would uh, you know like try and sneak in and jump the fence and go and watch the games and stuff like that and then get chased out by the security guards so oh, no. <laughs> um, 
I mean, but that was like 50, 60 years ago. So I, yeah. I, so by the time like people hear about what happened, then uh, it's too late to do something about it now. That's for sure. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, what you do for like a day job. Uh, what What is it that you do? Uh, right now, I work for the family business. We are a general contracting firm, and we specialize in insurance repair work. Um, we do consulting for property property claims that are pretty much in dispute in litigation. So a lot of our clients are uh, law firms, um, insurance companies, and um, we're pretty much hired as a uh, kind of like um, an impartial uh, consultant. And we have about four general contractors on staff. Um, we have a professional engineer on staff. And uh, yeah, so we work all throughout the state of Florida. We do uh, hurricane claims, um, uh, fires, floods, and, you know, we sort of provide... Um, you know, services for that. And what I do is I pretty much write all of the estimates and put together a lot of the reports for the company. So I stay pretty busy doing that. Um, mm -hmm. I started out at the company, you know, just as a summer job when I would come home from college. And, you know, my family started me at the very bottom of the company. So I had to work my way up and, uh, you know, eventually learned um, different aspects of the business and, you know, learned how to write estimates. And um, eventually I got my um, license insurance adjusters um, license. And uh, next I'll be studying for my general contractor's license. So um, it's a good business to be in. There's always, uh, you know, always insurance claims uh, and some kind of, you know, disaster happening i hate to put it that way but you know there's always hurricanes and and floods and things like that so i stay pretty busy doing that and um, i just enjoy helping the family and you know i've been doing it for probably about 20 years now so yeah and i was about to ask you if the work was uh was based on like natural disasters so you answered that question right then and there and Florida, I, I, I don't know how to put this in words. I, I feel like it's Florida is like the perfect place to do it, but you don't want to like, you don't want to like insult the, the, the land or insult the region that it's in. But the truth is that a lot of natural disasters happen there, like, uh, like hurricanes. I mean, I was born before I was born after Hurricane Andrew, like a year after. So my parents tell me all the time about how horrible Hurricane Andrew was. They tell me all about how the, the fence in there backyard like collapse and like the wind blew out of it and they tell me about it all the time uh when they lived in uh south miami heights at the time um so so yeah that was a that you you guys have a lot of uh work on your hands that's for sure um so is it is it the case of this season right now we're in hurricane season of course um mm -hmm. So is it a matter of when hurricane season ends, which I believe is November it ends, that you're less busy or is it uh, year round that it's just around the clock work? Yeah, it's pretty much year round. And in fact, we are still handling claims from Hurricane Irma from 2017. Wow. Yeah. That's so nuts. 
Yeah. So a lot of times, you know, these uh, claims get tied up in litigation for for many years. Um, and I remember after Hurricane Wilma, which was around 2005, I believe, mm -hmm. um, we were actually busy with those claims for about 10 years after. So um, we stay pretty busy with that. And if there's not a hurricane, um, you know, there's other claims that we uh, consult um, and do work with, um, you know, like I said, fires or, or mold, um, you know, water damage, um, you know, plumbing stuff. If, uh, you know, if a pipe breaks in a home or, or something like that, we handle that as well. So. Wow. You, get, you have a lot of work on your hand and I would have yeah. never guessed that you were, uh, still involved in, uh, for something like Hurricane Irma. I, re I remember it like just, just, as if it were yesterday, I remember the eye of the storm was in like just north of Lake Okeechobee. It was literally right in between Orlando and Miami. And, and Hurricane Wilma was actually the same thing. It, both both of them, I, I, I think Wilma came from uh, the other way from Mexico going uh, west to east. But Irma was, uh, uh, yeah, west to east while Irma was east to west in that one. If I, I, I might be mistaken on that one. But yeah, I was in sixth grade when uh, Wilma uh, was around. But transitioning to um, the hockey uh, for the Florida Panthers, we're here to talk about the Florida Panthers, about your fandom and all that stuff. So talk about first, before we get into Panthers-specific stuff, about your involvement in hockey and what you've done uh, throughout your life in the sport. Well, originally, um, what turned me on to playing hockey is obviously the arrival of the Panthers in 93. Mm -hmm. And I was about 10 or 11 years old. And um, in the, uh, let's see, year two, which was 94, 95, um, my family decided to get season tickets. Mm -hmm. So um, we were in the old Miami Arena building on the uh, upper deck on the second level, but it was, I think, maybe two or three rows back on the second level and the way the sight lines were in that arena i mean you know they were they were great seats i don't think there was a bad seat in that building um and that really got me into to wanting to you know try playing hockey i'd always grown up uh playing different sports you know when i was a kid and i was pretty athletic so um yeah, I decided to start to play. And, um, you know, over time, I, um, you know, I got pretty good. I originally started out playing roller hockey, and mm -hmm. then transitioned to ice hockey. And, you know, usually it's the other way around. Um, it's been said that it's more difficult to switch from switch to ice hockey if you've already started playing roller hockey. Um, but, you know, I transitioned pretty well. And uh, around that time, you know, there were, um, you know, different city leagues popping up everywhere because, you know, hockey was the new thing in town. And, um, you know, there was a real, um, you know, it was really booming. There was a real interest in the sport around that time. And there was a lot of people playing. So um, I played in the different roller hockey you know, just uh, city leagues. And then um, when I started uh, transitioning to ice hockey, um, I had a coach who 
you know, originally I started out as, uh, I think I was a winger and that really wasn't working out too well. And because um, of uh, the growth spurt I hit um, a lot sooner than some of the other kids that were playing, uh, the coach decided to switch me up to a defenseman. And that really seemed to be um, where I was most comfortable. And I kind of found my niche playing defense. And um, I would, you know, train a lot, work out. And um, I took uh, skating lessons from a coach to help with that. And, um, you know, any chance I got, I uh, would go to different camps and, and things like that. So um, over time, I um, decided to start, you know, trying out um, for different teams. And uh, eventually I um, made the Florida Junior Panthers travel team, ice hockey team. So, you know, that was, yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, I also, for roller hockey, I played uh, in the AAU Junior Olympics. So, um, yeah, that was, that was pretty cool playing in that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun playing on the Junior Panthers. We traveled all around the state playing different teams from different cities. And, uh, you know, but it was, it was pretty intense sometimes. Uh, I have to say I did get, uh, I think I got a concussion one game. Oh. So, yeah, I was, uh, I, I remember it to this day. We were playing against this team from Orlando and they had some big bodied guys and, uh, I kind of got a cheap shot from behind and went headfirst into the boards and oh. was seeing stars for a while. So, mm -hmm. um, but I really loved the sport and, uh, I just loved playing. And, um, like I said, anytime I could get better, um, you know, I went to a hockey camp in Buffalo, New York, um, to also try and, uh, you know, hone my skill and, I remember when I was in playing in one of the uh, city leagues, I think it was at the um, where the Panthers uh, practice facility is now at the Coral Springs Ice Den. I was playing in, you know, just a rec league there. And I had um, got a tryout invitation for the uh, Cape Breton Screaming Eagles out of the CHL. They had sent me a letter and invited me to come try out. Um, but my parents were kind of very leery about letting me go to Canada <laughs> to mm. play hockey. So they were uh, a little bit, you know, protective, I guess you could say, and uh, a little bit, you know, sheltering of me. Um, my mom especially didn't want me going up to Canada. So, you know, that kind of nixed that. But, um, you know. It, it was still fun. I just, I loved, I loved playing. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, even though uh, who knows what would have happened if I had, if I was able to try out, you know, um, at least I was able to play the, the sport I love and, and have fun. And, you know, um, as I got older, I, you know, started um, gaining other interests, you know, um, started getting into different things, other hobbies, but hockey has always been a mainstay for me. Um, you know, and in following the Panthers, um, I mean, there was nothing like that third year, um, at Miami arena when we went all the way to the cup finals. I was, uh, I was like, 
12, 11, 12 years old at the time. And um, like I said, my family had season tickets and, you know, we went to all the playoff games, all the home games and um, just the, the energy in that arena was unreal. I mean, I remember when the, um, the person who sang the national anthem would come out to sing and you could not hear him singing on the PA. That's how loud it was. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest price possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control models and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are, are reliably low and are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Does this sound familiar? You got one device that's let you catch all the games live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff? Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. Um, you were talking about in the email you sent me about when uh, the Florida Panthers lost uh, game four in overtime in the 96th uh, Stanley Cup final, how everybody was yell yelling Beezer for John Van Beesbrook. Um, yeah. Tell me all about that moment. Man, um, it was surreal, to be honest. And, you know, having gone to all of those games up to that point, um, you know, with the rat throwing and everything like that. I mean, seeing it on TV is one thing, but being there and feeling the energy of the crowd. And um, I went with my mom and, 
you know, she was getting really tired because I think it went into like triple overtime Mm -hmm. or something. And um, I remember, I mean, uh, the goalies were just going back and forth, uh, Beezer and Patrick Waugh. I mean, it was uh, just a battle and it was intense. And I remember when Yui Krupp scored that goal and the whole arena went silent. And it was kind of like a shock, you know, I think I even remember, you know, crying that the, the season had ended and, and we couldn't win it. But then everyone started chanting Beezer, 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 and the whole arena joined in chanting that. And it was just, it, like I said, it was just surreal. I don't know how else to describe it. It was uh, an amazing moment. And just to see the support that the community had for the team and you know then they brought out the stanley cup and that was probably one of the coolest moments as well to see how they just they carried it out with the white gloves and and presented it and even though we didn't win it was still really cool to to be there for that moment and and see the stanley cup being presented in person it was uh, unbelievable especially you know for a kid my age who, you know, I just, I grew up, you know, at that time, just, you know, really almost idolizing a lot of these players. And, um, you know, back then there was a little um, side area where the players would come out after games and they allowed the fans to stand and wait for the, the players to come out after games and the players would sign autographs and, and greet the fans so there was a real connection to the team um you know a physical um you know palpable connection um you know real direct face-to-face interaction and and that's really not something that's done anymore so um it just you know the games changed so much but it really shows how in the beginning there was you know, you really could connect with a lot of your favorite players. And, you know, I remember another game too. Um, The Panthers were warming up and uh, the Panthers old backup goalie, Mark Fitzpatrick ended up uh, giving me his goalie stick after warmups. So that was pretty cool too. So you still have it today? (laughs) Somewhere. I think my dad has it in his uh, little sports den that he has. So um that's awesome. it's on display yeah yeah so that's awesome and your experience uh, as a fan uh going there and i can't i can't imagine that game four where there was nobody scored at all like i i was three years old but look, just look just knowing based on the history about that final game of the series where it was zero zero heading into triple overtime i can only imagine the heart racing for every single shot Play, playoff overtime already gives me an anxiety attack I can't imagine if it, it was zero zero and you go through all of that and you use like, when is somebody going to score? But that is just also a testament of, like you said, great uh, goalie by play by Beezer and uh, Patrick Waugh. But um, one, one question that I have for you is, um, is have you ever uh, seen the Florida Panthers play on the road outside of Sunrise, Florida? Actually, I have not. That really? is uh, some. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't yet. Um, that's something I really want to do. Uh, I have actually have a friend who just recently moved to Seattle and, um, um, that area. So I'm going to go visit him. I'm planning a trip, hopefully, um, you know, 
probably sometime in uh, the spring for my birthday. So my birthday's in March. So I want to go out there and visit him and probably catch a Seattle Kraken game. So, and hopefully it'll be against the Panthers, but mm -hmm. I, I don't have the whole schedule memorized. I just have the first uh, <laughs> few weeks. I, I know it's uh, Penguins, Islanders, Lightning for the first three games. I usually don't look at it like until like two weeks before it's like, okay, this is coming up. Okay. This is coming up. But first, first three, all I know is uh, pe um, Penguins, Islanders, Lightning. So I, I hope for, I hope for you that it's for uh for the florida panthers because what a treat that that would be to see your favorite team and and also see the new team in town you'd hopefully hopefully get to see chris drieger in that maybe as well yeah. and former uh, florida panther alex wenberg uh as well uh in in that game up in uh up in seattle definitely um one other question i have for you is um with the exception of the Tampa Bay Lightning, but if it is the Tampa Bay Lightning, that's okay. Uh, what is the the team that you dislike the most in the NHL? Man, um, especially after this uh, past year, I would definitely say the Lightning. But um, another team, man, this is difficult. Um, probably something about boston and their mm -hmm. fans it kind of rubs me the wrong way i've i've known a lot of boston sports fans and you know just kind of the way they come off uh as their teams are like the you know the epicenter or mecca of you know the sports world um that that kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit but um definitely the lightning um, mm -hmm. especially after seeing, uh, this last year's, uh, playoff series and the way that kind of how they conducted themselves, uh, in the series, you know, with some of the cheap shots and one play sticks out to me in particular, when the Panthers were winning the game, they were going to win and John Cooper sent out Pat Maroon and a couple other of his quote unquote goons uh, uh, on the face off. I think it was, I'm not sure if it was Vertrano or Achari, but Achari. yeah, as soon mm -hmm. as, uh, as soon as the ref dropped the puck, he went after Achari. And uh, to me, that was, I don't know, that was kind of cheap, you know? And, um, but uh, also to the, uh, I think the, uh, Whenever the Montreal Canadiens come into town, there's just a uh, just um, an overwhelming amount of uh, Canadians fans in the building. So mm -hmm. uh, hopefully, you know, this year coming up, um, there'll be a lot more Panthers fans than Canadians fans. But um, yeah, something about the Canadian teams too that where you know it just seems like they're their teams are you know just the perfection of hockey i get it that they're an original you know original six team but uh i do notice that they have a lot of uh disdain for teams from the south especially the panthers like you know a team shouldn't exist there and you know i'm really getting sick of the uh no fans in the arena joke that's getting kind of yeah. old but other than that i mean you know, I can't really think of any teams um, that I particularly hate, mainly because the Panthers really 
haven't been good for a long time. And mm -hmm. there was a period um, probably from the early 2000s up until the last few years where I kind of just became disinterested in the team. And, you know, we got uh, rid of our season tickets, I think. Um, a couple years after the team moved from Miami Arena into what is now the uh, BB&T Center, um, just from, you know, the mismanagement of uh, the team and, you know, the players, it, <clears throat> you know, didn't, uh, didn't pay to spend all that money for the tickets when clearly there, there was no commitment from the owners at the time or the management to, to really want to put together a, a winning uh, product on the ice so you know and what cure what cures all of that is something typical in south florida sports just in general um you you you, you before the miami heat won their championship in 2006 the attendance wasn't well in the american airlines arena um the marlins uh, even though they made one playoff uh, appearance in the last 18 years their their uh stadium is empty a lot of the time and the Dolphins from time to time in their bad years um, who haven't won a playoff game since 2000, there are times where they're empty as well. So the Panthers aren't the only South Florida sports team who have struggled with attendance. And the the, the cure is winning. That's, that's really what it comes down to. And the cure is winning. And even with um, in game five, when they increased the capacity to, I believe it was 14,000, 15,000, seeing that arena just pumped up um, and seeing that this team is one that could really contend for the Stanley Cup, um, it, it, it's it's amazing to see what when you have a, a winning product on the ice um, that people will be interested in this team. And it doesn't. I tell people all the time. I've, I've said this ever since taking over the podcast. This this team could be located in Bell Glade, Palm Beach County, and if the Florida Panthers are a winning hockey team, people will come. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you are missing out. There's coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. You wanna know what my flavor, favorite flavor is of these selections? It's the cookies and cream. What cookies and cream, anything, ice cream, built bars, any anything cookies and cream related. Why not? It's a very obvious choice. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box and you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are built bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Check out the macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. There's also the grasshopper cookie flavor, which is like the classic thin mint cookie. All the flavor without all the sugar with 150 calories, 17 grams of protein and only 5 grams of sugar. Order today and you'll get the grasshopper cookie or the raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the US track and field team. Isn't that great? So go to built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off of your next order. That's promo code LOCK15 over at built.com.
we're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and use that promo code locked on. I want to lead to I want to lead to this question about your opinions for the so for a decade, almost a decade and a half, the Florida Panthers didn't even make the playoffs, and after that, there's now three playoff appearances in the last. Nine years, not not consistently in the playoffs, but a right. few playoff appearances. Not a, not a big drought of missing the playoffs, though they haven't won a playoff series since 1996, the the year that they made the final. What what are your opinions now of the direction of the Florida Panthers? Um, I just think what Bill Zito has been able to do in the short amount of time he's been in office has been nothing short of uh, miraculous. Mm. Um, the way that he holds himself accountable and also the rest of his staff and the team, it, it really permeates the entire organization. I mean, from, you know, from him to, like I said, his staff and the coaching and, and the players, they sense that they, they see that. And it, I think it makes them want to, work harder and push themselves further and especially like you said after the season we had last year and um you know unfortunately I didn't get to go to a playoff game last year but I watched it on TV and I could I could sense just the energy in that building and you're absolutely right you know um I I can see this team winning consistently for quite a few years, the next three, four, five years. Um, I think that um, the contracts Bill Zita was handed out have been uh, good contracts for the team and for the player. Um, mm-hmm. I noticed that, you know, he didn't sign really or um, hand out any real two long-term contracts. They were all within you know, three, four, five years. And um, just also the way he's been able to trade away bad contracts and negotiate with other teams. um, It just shows how savvy he is uh, in dealing just with, um, uh, with acquiring, uh, acquiring players and also um, dealing with other teams in general. And I think part of that has to do with his background as being a player agent first. So he's, he understands and he's seen it from the player side and the player's perspective. So he, I think, has that advantage above other GMs where 
um, <clears throat> he he can really negotiate uh, contracts that are best for, like I said, both the player and the team. And it just seems that every single player he brought in has just performed amazingly. Um, and really, when when I saw that he was able to get not only get rid of the Mike Matheson contract, but also uh, acquire a player like Patrick Hornquist in the process, not retain any salary in that deal. Uh, to me, that just uh, solidified um, just the idea that he is he's for real. He's serious about um about making this team a not only a competitive team year in and year out, but a championship caliber team. Um, and it just it it proved to me that that was the right decision for, um, you know, the owners to to hire him and and bring him in. And um, just also some of the innovative things he's done, like the uh, goaltender excellence department. That's one of it's uh uh, I think it might have been the first of its kind in the league and uh, seeing a couple other teams follow suit with something similar to that. You know, it really uh, it shows the prospects that that we have, that the teams invested in them and um, especially the goaltenders. Um, but I definitely have some concerns with the team. Coming into the season, uh, mainly, <clears throat> I'm sure it's been talked about before, but Sergei Bobrovsky. Mm -hmm. He is the kind of the elephant in the room, so to speak. Um, and I was uh, looking at some of his numbers, and uh, it seems that when he has one or two down years, he bounces back the next year. And... Um, the one thing that's concerning is his playoff uh, statistics. His numbers in the playoffs haven't really been that good. Um, there was the one series a couple of years ago against Tampa, um, you know, where Columbus swept them um, and then they, you know, lost the next round. So to me, um, it really doesn't seem like he can perform up to you know his standards in the playoffs um i don't think we're ever gonna get vesna level bob again but if we can get him to um just maintain good numbers just and be consistent you know there's a lot of times where i see him make highlight real saves and then he'll let in just a soft goal you know, that and that um, he, he let in one um, in the series against Tampa this past year that, you know, really he should have saved. And I believe that was game one. And had he saved that, it might have been a completely different series. But um, other than that, I mean, I, don't, I really don't see any weaknesses in this team. I think with uh, Spencer Knight, um, you know, coming up, uh, he is... From what we've seen, you know, granted, it's a small sample size, but from what we've seen so far, uh, I think everyone uh, that's a fan of this team should be really, really excited for um, the, for what he can do and, and what he can bring to this team. Um, and also a lot of the 
defensive deficiencies have been addressed um, in addition by subtraction. Um, you know, the uh, buyout, <clears throat> the buyout of Keith Yandel, I think, will um, will prevent a lot of uh, goals against. There were many times when, you know, he would fumble the puck on the offensive blue line, which would lead to a breakaway or, you know, just he would be caught out of position or miss his coverage and it would directly result either in a high danger scoring chance or a goal. So I think, you know, phasing him out uh, along with Anton Strollman and then allowing some of these younger defensemen to come up and show what they can do. I think we will have a stronger uh, defense this year. And I know a lot of people aren't too high on Brandon Montour. I heard, you know, some complaints about, you know, why would we re-sign him? Why not go for another big name defenseman? But I looked at some of his numbers at, um, you know, his Corsi numbers at five on five. And last year, uh, the number one player who had the highest five on five Corsi percentage was Sam Bennett. And the second highest was Brandon Montour. Hmm. So some of these underlying statistics were pretty interesting. And, um, you know, so I don't think he's as, as bad of a player as, as some fans and, and people will make him out to be. And also, you know, he's not going to be a top pairing guy. Um, you know, he is... Uh, you know, his minutes will be sheltered a little bit, but uh, I think for what the team is going to be asking him to do, um, I think, uh, yeah, I think he'll do fine. And, um, you know, really locking down a lot of the players from last year, like for Hagee, uh, acquiring Sam Reinhardt, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, Duclair, um and then, you know, we're just waiting on that Barkov extension. But um, I think the future bodes well for this team. And, you know, like I said, I'm really excited for this coming season. We're back to the um, original divisional alignment and we'll see the rest of the league. Um, but I definitely see the Panthers finishing, if not top, uh, top team in the division. Um, probably number two uh really a lot of the other teams in our division didn't really add much um if anything i think they got a little bit worse or took a few steps back um you know tampa lost their whole third line um mm -hmm. so i don't think they'll be as strong and um you know boston is aging um toronto seems this doesn't seem like they can really, you know, get over that hump, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so I think, um, I definitely think our chances are good for, um, finally getting out of the first round this year. So. Definitely. And I'm very confident that the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay lightning won't be facing each other in round one, because I think one of those two teams could win the division. So that means they won't face in the first round. I think, I, I think it's a possibility that we could see Florida versus either Boston or Toronto. Um, yeah, and Montreal, I'm not very sure. I think they could. there's a possibility that they could be a one-hit wonder. And then you still have the rebuilding teams of Ottawa, Detroit, and Buffalo all in the same division. So those uh, bottom teams, those are 
teams that really uh, the Florida Panthers can feast on while they have a chance to really stick it to the rest of the Atlantic division on uh, what they're uh, made of. A, a few more questions for you, um, Thomas, before we uh, get out of here. Uh, when, when you're not uh, watching the Florida Panthers or working in your, uh, in your business, uh, what, what is it that you're doing? Well, actually, um, I play music. So I play the guitar. Um, oh, cool. I can play drums. I uh, play a little bit of bass guitar. I, uh, when I was in middle school, I, I started uh, in concert bands. So um, I played the trombone in, cool. uh, in concert bands. So that kind of got me into music. And, um, you know, I've been playing guitar since I was about 15 years old. So I'm 38 now. So I've been playing quite a while. And um, I'm also an artist. Um, awesome. I like to paint and draw. I do mixed media collages, um, you know, stuff like that. And I'm also a writer. Um, I don't think I mentioned, but I used to write for the Sun Sentinel um, oh, back when it was actually a physical newspaper. I'm not sure if it is anymore, but um, I worked for high school sports and, you know, um, I would just write the little box scores uh, for the paper. But um because, you know, I have a degree in journalism, but um, I guess once I found out that I wouldn't really be able to write my own stories, I was kind of being told what to write. That kind mm. of, uh, I was kind of disappointed in that because I'm a very, you know, creative person. So um, I enjoy, you know, just being able to, you know, put my own uh, sort of personality into my writings and, and things that I do. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. That's, um, so, and sometimes that could be the best thing for you. And I'm also a uh, band geek as well from, uh, from my days. Uh, I play bass guitar as well. And, uh, I, I'm a bear, I'm a former baritone player, uh, from, uh, middle school and high school. I was actually in marching band as well. I, I played, awesome. I, I marched baritone and I, only played trombone for one year in a jazz band. I played the bass trombone, like with the with the little trigger. Uh, mm -hmm. You could really like hit the low notes. But yeah, I haven't I haven't played uh, I haven't played any of my uh, brass instruments since uh, I graduated high school. So it's like been over ten years. I it's funny because I actually still, when it comes to like your scales, mm -hmm. sometimes you just don't forget them. Sometimes I, I can still like do the fingerings and I just uh, do them. I don't know about the embouchure. <laughs> so that might be a little bit uh, different. I might not be able to like hit those notes, but sometimes they really like nail you with the scales. It's like you have to memorize all of these and did it over and over again. And I probably can still do all the fingerings for like all 12 major scales at least. So yeah. uh, band uh, doing band, that was some of the be best years of my life, honestly. And um, bass guitar was more like a hobby. Um, <laughs> I still have it, but I just don't pick it up as much as I want to. So, may, hey, maybe you'll uh, inspire me uh, to pick it up more. And maybe maybe sometime you can show me, like, what you're able to play. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'd totally be down for that. So, All right. So one more question before we get out of here. Um, is there any, like, uh, any book recommendations, non-hockey uh, podcast that you want to recommend uh, the listener uh, to listen to or to read that you possibly get into? 
Um, I am an avid reader. And mm -hmm. one book that I read uh, recently, um, it is called House of Leaves. And it is by an author named Mark Z. Danielewski. I hope I pronounced his last name right. But so the story is, it's fiction, but it is uh, sort of like a suspense horror story mixed with like a love story it's okay. very kind of surreal and it's an interactive book so it kind of um the, the premise is sort of uh about this guy who finds this script a manuscript for this um movie i guess that uh was going to be made and he finds it in his neighbor's apartment who had passed away and wow. he starts to become a, a, like obsessed about it. So it um, and in the script, it is talking about this family who um, moved into this house and the house is like it sort of eats people. I know it sounds kind of <laughs> weird, but it is fiction. It's very it's very like surreal. So the house kind of moves and like the walls shift and you know, the care, one of the characters would be walking down the hallway and all of a sudden they turn around and the door to get out of the hallway is gone. And it's uh -huh. just, it's a long book though. It's about, I would say close to 500 pages. Whoa. But it is very, um, it's very interesting and engaging. And uh, I really haven't read another book like it. And it's also interactive in that, you know, you'll go through a chapter and there, there'll be a little footnote and it, it will say, um, oh, turn to, you know, page 92 for this uh, graph and footnotes. And so uh, some of the pages, the text is upside down and there's little charts and drawings and so it's kind of a little interactive experience and uh yeah that's one of the best books i've read in a long time so that's awesome man and um it florida panther fans listening if you if that's the kind of genre that you like definitely uh um go go get that i'm sure it's sold at, uh, anywhere you buy books say the name of it again and the author one more time it is yep it is called house of leaves and the author is Mark Z. Danielewski. Awesome, man. So before we get out of here, um, how about you give uh, some of your plugs on your social media, if you have social media? Actually, I do not have any social media at the moment. That's I, awesome uh, for you. Uh, about probably <laughs> about three, three or four years ago. Uh, I made the decision to like get off Facebook and I never got into Twitter, but um, I got off all of that because I just noticed a lot of negativity being spread around mm -hmm. and just, you know, people taking pictures of food. I mean, I really don't care about all that. So um, mm. I, I decided to permanently delete uh, my social media and I found that I actually had more time to spend doing things that were important to me, like perfecting, uh, you know, my um, <clears throat> my guitar playing or devoting more time to art or, you know, I just had more time to to do the things I like to do. I love being in nature. So, you mm -hmm. know, I had time to just, you know, go to a park and sit and read and and stuff like that. So. 
That's awesome. And um, when the COVID-19 shutdown first hit, I went off of social media and I realized how much of my time I got back from it. There was no sports going on. And that's the number one thing I watch as far as entertainment. And along with the no social media, it really uh, helped me like really reevaluate everything at the time. Sometimes I wonder like if I were to go back to that, like to, to get back to that moment of with that distraction there, because sometimes it can be a distraction. There are times mm -hmm. where... Um, there are certain social media apps um, apps that I don't even have on my phone that I just, if I want to go on the app, I'll just go on Safari on my phone. And so that I'm not getting the constant notification. One awesome documentary that explains the evils of social media is The Social Dilemma. I don't know if you've ever seen that documentary. And that is a documentary that I actually recommend for everybody to watch to, to really show how they use your psychology against you to keep reeling you back in the constant uh cycle of it so good for you honestly for not having social media because there are times where i wish i didn't have it but of course um of course to build my platform of course i i got i gotta have it so and of, of course, course yeah. connecting with people so definitely yeah. so uh thomas i want to thank you so much uh for coming on uh the lockdown florida panthers podcast and for reaching out to me via email and i'm i'm glad to have had you on the show yeah absolutely thank you armando i really appreciate it absolutely man so florida panther fans if you like what you're hearing please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the lockdown florida panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed make sure to also subscribe to lockdown nhl and the cross check nhl show with andrew berkshire and mary clark will they'll be covering all the off-season activities across the national hockey league and when you're done listening to this episode of lockdown panthers Make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Bets. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, and Lee Sterling lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez with Thomas Wareham, and you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.